Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. He's lucky and good. He's on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. We're lucky to have him. How are you, Tom? I'm great. I was uh, pulling for Indiana in that one, so when Keith Smart hit that jumper, yeah, I was all about that. <laughs> yeah. Liked him. I don't know how I got aligned with that Syracuse team, but I watched about 20 of their games that year. They were on TV a lot, I guess, because they were good. And that was a very entertaining team. I was mad at Derek Coleman because he was from Detroit and he left the state. I'm like, I hope he loses. You guys have lost a lot of dudes out of the other schools. <laughs> we got to kept all the guys in Michigan. We'd have won 20 basketball championships. I'd say two or three of the top 10 Iowa State players ever came from Flint. So yeah, they did. Appreciate that. Uh, Sorry to bring up bad stuff. Don't mention it. Anyway. Tom, uh, we will start with football. I guess we can stick with the basketball theme, then we'll get back to football. But, uh, you know, I'm trying to believe that the other night was not fool's gold against a lesser-than-Missouri team. but And and we're still, I think, dumbfounded how Missouri beat Alabama over the weekend. But um, the defense, though, does seem to be improving. You know, second half of the A&M game, and certainly the second half of the second half of the A&M game, and then throughout the Missouri game, What's your feeling on that? Do you think there's uh, is this going to be a trend as far as Arkansas's defenses defensive improvement, or is that a little fool's gold? Do you think from from the game earlier this week? Uh, I don't think it was fool's gold at all because I think there's enough talent on this team to be a winning team. Um, I also don't think they're going to push their way into the top four or five in the in the conference because they just have so many strong teams yet to play. But I do like that you know maybe they found a combination to start games where. You know, uh, Tony and um, um, Kamani, when he gets back in the lineup, and and then Trey Wade kind of provide that, that physical presence, the rebounding and toughness, and then you got Note and Jalen Williams. But um, I watched LSU-Florida a great bit of that game, and every time Florida, they're at home, and every time they push back to within one or two points, Darius Days or somebody else would make a – tough shot or a driving layup and LSU just has this this thing about them and and they're very strong defensively they're trapping they did on Florida just across half court uh bamboozled the Gators to a large degree they're already offensively challenged in some ways other than getting the ball to Castleton but LSU really you know brought that out in them so this is a tough assignment but I do think if Arkansas can can play a tough game be be in their clothes that maybe that bodes well for finding the right buttons to push as they move ahead. Going back over their last, let's see, two, four, six, seven meetings, they have alternated wins. So if you look at that, Arkansas is due to come out the victor this weekend in Baton Rouge. I also didn't realize this until I noticed it in the notes, but Key Smart is actually a Baton Rouge native. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, he is. And um, don't think he really considered LSU coming out of school. They didn't recruit him very hard. And after JUCO, LSU didn't have a sh- shot. You know, it was Indiana and maybe another school or two. He talked about this yesterday on his appearance on a, a, a video conference with us. But um, yeah, I, I mean, he's going to have some family th- at the game, and, and so I, I think it's a good deal. And, and when he was an NBA assistant coach, every time they'd go in and play the Pelicans, family would come down to New Orleans. So this would be a lot closer for his people. What does it mean to not have Musselman on the sidelines? Um, you know, I think he's a strong game day coach. Um, he's very intense. 
And, you know, last year's team responded to that very well. I think the jury's still out on this year's team on how they respond. But I just think I think it'll be okay. I think Keith Smart will, you know, he'll have his own style to his substitution patterns and timeout calls and all those types of things that play into games. Uh, but not having Musselman on your bench, you can't consider that a net positive. So uh, it, it has an impact. Uh, I just hope Keith Smart gets a feel for the game and, um, and, and adjudicates it very well. Why is he having to, to miss? Oh, God. Can you imagine traveling with the pain? The pain that must be going on with his shoulder. But you um, had surgery. Sure I would think that. I mean, think you got uh, you got some good dope, and you got the surgery done, right? Like you got the shoulder fixed now, right, Tom? Well, yeah, but think about if, if you're on some pain medications, it's not good to travel. And oh. I just think it's a smart thing to just really just lay low, miss a couple games, and let that thing heal. And what if Dennis Rodman's going for a loose ball and crashes into your arm? Never thought about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just texted Doctor O'Malley. He texted me back. I'll get I'll get the download on this. Oh, he didn't text me, Tom. You I uh, texted him. Well, I mean, you're not. Wow. <laughs> You know, Tom, I don't know if you've ever flown on a couple of Percocets, but i got to be honest, it's phenomenal. So, I don't know. Uh, we got to get Mus uh, taken care of. I'm Flying joking. High. I'm just kidding. No, but, uh, yeah, you're pro- that's probably a great point, actually, is just the potential harm that could come his way. But we couldn't stick him in the second row and let him shout instructions? It's not like he's banned from the arena because he's not like he's got COVID or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, we'll see what the dog says. Probably because <laughs> the shoulder surgery sucks and it hurts. He'll be more comfortable if he rests at home over the next few days. I know him. He's a lunatic. He's going to watch it at home, and he's going to be jerking and moving mm-hmm. around. He's going to be going nuts. They're going to have to put him in a straitjacket. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Doc. Appreciate you. <laughs> you, you. You remember the Avalon Christian game from last year when he was out? Uh, I think he had to sit out of quarantine. He didn't have COVID. He set out. And they got him on the, the TV broadcast. He was on there for about 11 minutes, just talking, talking, talking. And he was good. I hope they do. Yeah, that would be the highlight this week. I hope they get him on there as well. Carl Ravitch and uh, Jimmy Dykes will have the call, by the way. Mm, I bet they get him on. I think, now that you say it, wasn't Dykes on that call when he he called in, Tom? I I think he was. I I don't remember the details, but I believe he was. I I know I was at my in-law's house, and I recorded the whole thing and did a a sidebar on – Things Eric Musselman said during the Abilene Christian game. <laughs> Tom, well, I hope you get the chance to hear from him this week as well. I don't know. With the surgery, I would imagine he's probably not going to be, especially if he is on painkillers. It's probably not good for business to be up there talking on national television. Um, I'm looking at the future schedule, and I'm just going to ballpark this. I'm going to spitball it, guys. I'm going to say 9-9 nine and nine when I look at the rest of the games left, and I think that's reasonably optimistic. How devastating is a one and four start, Tom? Or do you think they're okay to come back from that? Especially with what we saw the last couple of games, which looks to be some improvement, and maybe just maybe they finally found a rotation they feel good about. Arkansas not going to beat LSU. Yes, at home in Fayetteville okay. later this year. Yeah, I think nine and nine is about the right bar. I, I think one and four is too much to overcome on the whole. Last year's team, think about it. You know, when they got Justin Smith back and. The defense they played with Tate and, you know, just really strong leadership. And I still think they're trying to solve some some personnel um, management and just rotation issues because think about Stanley Mude had two great starts in a row. I mean, you know, he was so hot to start two separate games, and I don't recall the two games. But now he's not in the starting lineup. So is he better off the bench or was he better starting? Well, if you start him, who do you sit out? Do you sit out Tony? Do you sit out Wade? So they – they just have a lot of – I think they have a lot of interchangeable parts, and you've got to go on a game-by-game uh, basis. 
on on who to play. But uh, I do think they're capable of getting up to nine and nine. Uh, the Vanderbilt loss at home is just going to haunt them because that's a game they should have won. Mm-hmm. And then when you look back in retrospect, you know if they just had a if they didn't allow A and M to get off to that second half, you know binge they went on. Maybe they have a chance to win that road game and get it back. So I don't know. I'm not counting this team out from pushing into the top half of the league. And and you heard the ESPN commentators on uh, the Tuesday game saying that a, a lot of the analysts feel if you finish in the top half of the SEC, you got a decent shot to make the NCAA tournament. So it's not out of the, out of reach for the Razorbacks. Yeah, I'm afraid. Uh, I I don't know if nine and nine is good enough. I think they they got to get that tenth win. Go ten and eight. Maybe go nine and nine and, and win some games in the SEC tournament. That maybe that's good enough, but. Uh, at least that's back to respectability, and you're, you're uh, in that mid mid range, at that middle part of the SEC. Well, Pat standings. said fourteen teams from the league are getting in. So. No, he said fifteen teams. Oh, fifteen. I'm sorry, being ridiculous. Uh, real quick, okay, then let's just do this real quick. We're gonna run through this real quick. I don't normally like to do this kind of thing, but just give okay. me. We'll just count them up. Okay, you got. You're gonna lose this week. No, you're not. I'm calling it. They're gonna win this game. Well, based on what? Uh, LSU's poor offensively. Arkansas played better defense. LSU doesn't have guys that can penetrate and get to the basket. I okay. think Arkansas is going to go on the road, pull off the upset. Two nice. wins. Uh, all right, South Carolina home. Win. Three. A&M at home. Win. win. At Ole Miss. Loss. Loss. Okay, you think they're going to lose at Ole Miss, but they're going to win this game. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> so, two, three, four. All right, they're at four. Uh, at Georgia. I, I'm win. skipping the West Virginia win. game. Five, Mississippi State home. Loss. Win. Six, Auburn at home. Loss. Six. Uh, yes, loss. At Alabama. Loss. loss. Six, at Missouri. Win. win. Seven, Tennessee at home. Loss. Win. Eight, I'm with you. At Florida. Loss. Loss. Yep. Kentucky at home. Loss. Win. Okay, that's nine. And then LSU at home. Loss. Ooh, wow. That could decide it right there. Yeah, so you're saying they're going to beat them on the road, they're going to lose at home? No, they're going to beat them at home. Okay, well, they they finished at Tennessee, so I don't really love that game. Oh, I don't either. Yeah, okay, well, then that would do it. Yeah, I I think we're in the same ballpark. I mean, we're all in the kind of reasonable. All right. There's a chance. Sorry to waste your time, Tom. I mean, that's uh, really not good radio. Were we crazy off, Tom? Is there, I mean, you're you're okay with that? Yeah, he sounded like he was good with 9 9. I thought that was about right. He said that's the bar. Um, I'm not okay with Wes picking Arkansas to beat LSU on Saturday. Right. <laughs> what do you think the line will be? Mark that, Chris, please. What do you think the line will be? I mean, the line's going to be LSU by six, seven, at least. I'm thinking more like eight or nine. Yeah, but okay. okay, sure, fine. I'm You're more, right because they're not a great scoring team. Yeah, yeah I'm more interested in that over over under total. But they are really good. yeah. I, I'm curious too. You're right. I think that's a good point. If it's if it's one forty or or more, <sighs> it's a no brainer. If it's yeah. one thirty five, you got to look at it. Yep. And if it's one thirty. Still have to consider it. Yeah, that's a good point. I think it'll be a relatively. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm serious. It's like sixty four fifty eight. You know that kind of game. Arkansas is going to hold them to fifty eight points. Yeah, they're not good offensively. They're, they're not, averaging seventy six points a game, bud. Yeah, they get a lot of that off of defense. They do. Okay, well that still counts as points, right? Yeah, Arkansas is going to take care of the ball. Since when? Last game, they only had two turnovers. Against <laughs> the the Missouri, half. Missouri's terrible. Hey, there's you're a crazy. One, there's a one-game trend here. I don't yes. think they're holding them. I don't think they're holding them under sixty <laughs> points. But I hope you're right. If they do, I'll give them a good shot to win. But how bad would it be if they hold them under sixty uh, and lose? 58-56, Tom, before we get let you go, any thoughts on uh, the Fouché Brooks thing? I mean, we debated it all week long. I mean, I'm really curious, like, how bent out of shape the coaches were, how caught off the guard they were by two guys who have played significant minutes for them and left town. 
and especially one that's a captain. And I feel a little different about that, I think, personally. But I understand it's the nature of the beast at this point, but also these are guys that are getting playing time and have been given opportunities. I'm just a little surprised by what took place. But I guess uh, any feel for what the coaching staff, uh, I guess what how they felt about all that? Yeah, I think it stings a little bit. When you heard him talk about the potential seniors coming back, you always heard Sam talk about Bumper Pool and, and Buster Brown and Ridgeway and, and you know those guys. Not not so much on Fouché. I, I think Fouché is, is an average SEC safety. He's not above average. And I like the kid. But he was a defensive captain, so he has leadership capabilities. Hate to see him go. I think the die was cast on Greg Brooks when Jaden Johnson got that start in the UAPB game. I think his family is very strongly opinionated and did not like that. Felt that was a sign of disrespect. Uh, but you saw in the games leading up to that, you know, maybe his shoulder was dinged up, but he wasn't sticking his nose in there. There was there was chances in that old Miss game that preceded it where he just wasn't in position to make plays. And so, look, Greg Brooks is a is a corner with with some skills, a nickelback, but physical tackling was not at a high deal for him. And so I think when they started toying around with, well, we're going to put Jaden Johnson in there. This kid is a willing hitter. I think that offended him and his family, and I think the die was cast at that point. Hmm. Happy to see him get a pick in the uh, in the bowl game. It was a great athletic pick, capable of that kind of thing. Um, you think about the LSU game, though, when they had him in that third and 20 in overtime, and you got, okay, you know, Arkansas is going to get forced into a field goal try. They converted the third twenty with with the uh, in slot receiver man to man on Greg Brooks and he beat him mm-hmm. and then Buster Brown bailed him out on the next uh, two plays later. So, look, uh, I'm not here to just dog out any players. But Brooks and Touche, I think both were serviceable and it's sometimes good SEC players, um, and I, I'm sure they will get playing time at LSU. Not here to dog out any players. Good riddance. All right, Tom. Uh, before we let you go. <clears throat> Questions of the day today. Uh, would you rather be front row for Eagles this weekend at Bucks or Eagles the band? Uh, I would rather be front rows at Eagles the band because I care not to see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play again. <laughs> Fair point. Well, you can root for the Eagles since they're a divisional rival. I know you hate the Bucks, but... Um, if, I, if, I, if I was forced to do it, I would be rooting for the Eagles in that scenario. I don't know where the Eagles are playing, but I do know the Buccaneers have really good weather. And you just got back from Florida. You know how nice it is down there. The other thing is... Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, other question is, how many road teams win this weekend in the NFL playoffs? One, two, three, zero. And so far, two is leading slightly ahead of one at 43%. We have a uh, plurality, but not a majority. Yeah, I you know I can't go through all the matchups in my head. I think the Patriots have a shot at the Bills. I think uh, I think the boys mm-hmm. are you know Niners at the boys is tough for, for Dallas. Um, other than that, oh god, the Rams don't the Rams play? Uh, They're at home against the Cardinals. Cardinals. Yep, at home. See that that that's a potential. I'm gonna just go to. I'm just gonna go percentages and say two. Okay. All right. Yep. What would shock you more, Eagles over the? Uh, actually, let me hold this for a second. Eagles over the Bucks or the Steelers, Steelers over the Chiefs? Um, I think both of them would shock me a little bit, but I'd say Steelers over Steelers over the Chiefs would shock me a little bit more. I'm but with I, you. The Bucks are going to be so ready. The so. state of Pennsylvania will be adopting a team for next week. You're right. I'm with you. That sucks to have both of them eliminated in the same week. That sucks. Okay, Tom. Thank you for the time, my friend. Have a great weekend. I always enjoy it. Y'all have a great weekend. All right, buddy. Thank See you, you, Tom.
Um, before we hit the break, speaking of the NFL, I have to play this clip. I don't know if you guys saw this or not. I saw it this morning and I was dying. Pigskin, this is a great, great clip. Bart Scott, very outspoken, which he hardly is recognizable <laughs> from his old playing days. And I've had a lot of buddies who have dropped 50 to 100 pounds after they quit playing. 